0: You're listening to The College Loop, your number one podcast for Auburn sports. Talking all things orange and blue every Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. On today's installment of the college loop, we've got the conclusion of A Day Madness, our offensive MVP, defensive MVP, overall game MVP. Then we're going to pivot over to the hardwood where Wes Flanagan is no longer with the Auburn basketball program. He is headed to Ole Miss and taking the reins in Oxford over the Rebs. We'll talk about Auburn diamond sports, Auburn baseball losing a series to Texas AM, and Auburn softball dropping their series in Florida, but finishing strong on Saturday afternoon. We've got a little gymnastics talk and a whole lot more. Don't go anywhere. Don't do anything. You're listening to The College Loop.
1: Hey, you know what to do. You grow. You know who's right.
0: 1916. I, I never know exactly what those mean, but we're somewhere in that ballpark. It's 1 o'clock in the afternoon in Auburn, Alabama, and this place was lit.
1: Do you want to make a podcast? Well, Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily and distribute it everywhere and even earn money as well, all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and literally everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it is totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, it's been so easy to get the show out to y'all, and I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify Podcasters app or go to Spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the College Loop Podcast, episode 46 of the College Loop Podcast, the Jake Levant episode, if hey. well and i don't know where y'all are watching this really it could either be we have two episodes coming up today so if you're watching this one go watch that one and if you're watching that one well i guess you already watched it so you're here so <laughs> you know weird day has been going on it's raining a lot so i once again joined by harrison tar how you doing buddy
0: hey man i'm good if you guys are wondering why we're giggly um, this is college loop after dark this is our second show we've recorded and uh, we're going to be grinding it out over the next 30 minutes or so. But, hey, had a great a day. It was always a pleasure to get to hang out with you. Like I said in the last episode, shout out to your girlfriend, Lauren, for hooking us up with these sweet college loop shirts. If you guys want one, hit us a, hit us with a DM. We can probably make that happen. And uh, we're more than happy to let you guys hashtag rep the brand, hashtag welcome to the loop. And uh, had a ton of fun uh, on Saturday. Always a good time to be on the planes. Rain or shine, man. Uh, it's it's ton of talk, fun to talk ball. I know a lot of people complain about the weather. But, hey, Our job is we get to talk about football, we get to talk about basketball, and today we get to talk about some some Auburn Diamond sports. So let's get this thing on the road and let's talk A-Day, my friend.
1: Yeah, A-Day happened. Uh, It was a tied ball game at the end of it. Because of course
0: it was. (laughs) It
1: just made the most sense, you know. uh, Tiger Walk happened. Uh, Did you see Tiger Walk at all?
0: Tiger Walk got canceled, my man. No, it didn't. No. No way
1: they pulled the buses to the front of Jordan-Hare Stadium and had to exit (laughs) the bus. So everyone who didn't want to leave got to see all their players. I have a nice little video of it I'll put up.
0: Listen, listen, I just want you to know that this is when I want that soundboard of Vince Wolfram going, well, war damn, and uh, this is what they a great use for, you know what I'm saying? And you Uh, maniacs that stood out in the rain, I know you're the ones listening. And uh, yeah, no, Dylan, I I got drenched on the sidelines. I'm not judging <laughs> you maniacs who were out there tiger walk in the rain. I want you guys to know because I know mo- a lot of you are listeners. Um, I feel confident in saying that uh, you guys rock. <laughs> I'm being so serious. We, I love that energy. We love that energy here, and don't ever change. And and uh, while you're here, like, subscribe, ring the bell. But but that that being said, you guys rock. And and for those of you who showed up to a day uh, to to see the steam under under Hugh Freeze's first administration in his first spring game props man i mean we had a lot of fun it was cool i think we learned more than we thought we were going to learn and we're here to give out some superlatives if you guys want our full breakdown we did do an a day reaction video that should be out on youtube probably going to come out before this one might come out after this one definitely not going to not get published so there, there will be hashtag content that will not be a youtube exclusive if you're a streamer you can also check that out on streaming platforms all right dylan let's talk let's start offensive Superlatives, let's go offensive MVP. Who's your who is your Dylan Lark TikTok football's official offensive MVP from i am I'm gonna go with the
1: offensive line.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, uh you kind of the whole group, uh, you know, Gunnar Britton, Connor Lou.
0: No, that's uh, super Avery, fair. I think that's a great answer.
1: Uh Avery Jones, Dylan Wade, Cameron Stutz. I even think deeper, Braden Joyner performed very well. Uh, he'd go going. Tate Johnson and his new role as a guard uh, I think did very well in adjusting to that and he's been playing very well at that position all spring because uh, you know, when you play center and you bring in a freshman to Connor Lou and a transfer at, and Avery Jones, you just want to get back on the field and I think Tate Johnson's done a very good job of getting adjusted to playing the guard position and I think it suited him very well especially the entire offensive line in general uh, performed very well uh, during a day
0: i don't disagree i think that's a great selection i'm gonna go with robbie ashford for those of you that are sitting there wondering that there's a guy that we definitely left out that should definitely be in the in the in the conversation bear with us we're going we're, we're circling back don't worry trust 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 the process but i'm gonna go with robbie ashford uh, i've been i've been in the gurner camp for the past couple of weeks and and i still think that that kid's going to be something special whether that's at auburn or beyond and i think you would agree um yeah. even if, even if that's not at auburn um Gardner gurner has a bright future ahead of him and that kid has taken le- leaps and bounds of strides but today was about Robbie Ashford this was this was about proving that this is his team and and uh, that was kind of what the spring mantra was and it will continue into the fall uh, barring the transfer portal i thought Robbie played well today people were going to talk to me well Harrison he, went one, he only completed 1 for 3 and 39 yard pass to Varsh Dawson yeah well that was a dart in the rain and 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 i want i want people to not forget about that he looked good in the pocket his checkdowns looked better he looked more poised he looked more confident I um, mean and, and part of that's having a season of SEC football under your belt. I mean, it just inherently helps. But uh, Robbie Ashford, uh, he really showed out for me in terms of making sh- making the right choices on the RPO when we talk about the RPO a lot in, the, in, our, in our previous episode on our breakdown. So make sure you guys go check that out about our thoughts on the offensive scheme, which my quick editorialization of that is I think it's it's much improved from whatever the hell was in the Harson era. That being said, my final answer there is Robbie Ashford. So congratulations, Robbie. You are the college loops. Harrison Tars, uh, off, uh, offensive MVP of A-Day to so the entire offensive line. You have the prestigious honor of uh, Dylan Lark. Let's flip over to the defensive side of the ball. And I'll go first this time. And then you'll you'll flip over. Elijah McAllister, man. I mean, wow. Uh, he, he, he didn't put up flashy numbers. He wasn't crazy uh, in terms of like, Flashy stuff that the fans are going to walk away and be like, "Oh my gosh, Elijah McAllister was so good in A Day." Elijah McAllister was very good in A Day. Um, Elijah McAllister is going to be, I think, in my opinion, your starting Jack, and what we what we've known previously as the edge rusher position, and known around the world as the edge rusher. But Jack sounds way cooler, so I'm rocking with that. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I know I like I like Elijah McAllister a lot. I thought he played well. He was in the right place and put pressure in the right at the right times, especially when when you're feasting against a guy like TJ Finley. You know, someone you got to you got to eat up on those those kind of uh, opportunities. You have to. And uh, I, I think he's going to be a very strong contributing member uh, going forward. I was impressed by his his uh, his IQ, his football IQ, um, really, and, and being in the right place um, and and knowing where to be and, and not getting getting beat on that edge. So I'm going with Elijah McAllister. I think you're going in a different direction, Dylan, and that's completely cool. That's what we're here for. What you got for me?
1: Yeah, you're you watching 8A. The defense isn't going to put up flash numbers at all. The only flashy number you really saw from the 8A stat sheet is the attendance. Uh <laughs>
0: Yeah, okay.
1: Sixteen thousand people were there. Uh by where... the way,
0: that sounded really passive aggressive. It was raining like hell. I get it, guys. I understand. Oh, yeah, I get it. It,
1: <laughs> it just... Maybe sixteen thousand people bought tickets, uh, but sixteen thousand people were not in that stadium.
0: Yeah. Uh
1: as speaking for someone who is in the middle of all in the upper deck, surrounded by people, but under the overhang. Yeah. Uh my defensive MVP uh stays on the defensive line. Uh Jeffrey Emba. Uh and he, he played with a two. Great pick. Uh, I, I think he showed a lot of improvement, especially after he gave me a heart attack this off this offseason, thinking he was gonna transfer, and then five, uh, ten minutes later he took his took his name out of the portal. Uh, and he's, he's it, done that a couple times. <laughs> it, it scared me rightfully so, because he's a monster and he showed that today. Uh and you're kind of wondering it, watching Jeffrey Emba play, you're like, this dude's on the twos? Yeah, right. Like mm-hmm. That should tell you how deep Auburn's defensive line is, and whether or not we're going to talk about the 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 third string defensive line is uh, a bit up in the air right now. But the one and two defensive line performed very well, and Jeffrey Emba is right up there with it. Uh, I I think he showed a lot of uh, a lot of aggression, a lot of strength getting to the quarterback. I mean, he I think he he got he had to get held at one point. That was one of yeah you know three offensive fouls uh, was the holding on Jeffrey Emba uh we didn't talk about the fouls uh we should talk about that in the other show but <laughs> if you want to talk about fouls i will it, it, it annoyed me a little bit uh because three three fouls were on the offense
0: <laughs> well that's that's going to come with growing pains in my opinion and then that, that gets cleaned up in fall ball and that that falls on the coaching staff at that point then that's just disciplined football i uh, i don't want to get too too bent out of shape over over a game that i'm probably about to get off this podcast and go rewatch uh just because yeah it's film breakdown time right man uh and, and the good news is even taking notes they only played three quarters of football and none of them were complete quarters so it should be a pretty quick film breakdown <laughs> but we got we got a good sample size i mean more than what we've seen and 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 window uh media availability so i mean that was cool and getting to see them go through walk walkthroughs was fun unanimous mvp for for the college loop for a day is going to be sean jackson 13 attempts, uh, so 13, 13 touches, 77 yards. Dude ran physically today, and and I don't think that this is, like we, we mentioned on the other show, Dylan, it's not indicative of his role in the fall. Uh, we, we know that Demari Alston's, uh, excuse me, Jarquez Hunter and Demari and, and the throw in Jeremiah Cobb and, and Brian That those guys are going to be your featured running backs, and Shaw Jackson may, may be more of a pass blocker. But, man, he had a, he had a nice little game today, man. Like, he was fun. Yeah, uh,
1: and, and sadly, he he got most of his carries and the yardage from playing against that third string defense. Which I mean, we talked about in the other show. That third string defense is rough to watch.
0: Yeah, it's tough. Uh, it was very
1: tough to watch. Even the DBs looked a little lost on that on that string of the defense. And we talk about yeah. how deep that room is. But yeah, Sean Jackson. I, I think once he got bumped up to the twos and the ones, I felt like he showed a lot of strength in in his running. And you know, you didn't get to see him pass block, sadly, uh, because you know at. At some point when it's raining that hard, the running back is going to be your wide receiver one. In the rain. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but I, I think he, it, he's a very strong runner. Uh, when I when I watch him play, especially when the morning forty four, he looks a lot like Cameron Ward's pain. Uh
0: that's a comparison.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it, I I like doing comparisons on the show. That's what I do.
0: I, I respect it.
1: I uh, when I uh, and I could also go with the Cameron Petway route. Just some guy who isn't going to beat you with a speed, but is going to look at you and go, you know what? I can go through you. And that's what Sean Jackson did today. And uh, he was a hard man to bring down so hard to bring down. that The only person to bring him down behind the line of scrimmage was himself.
0: That's you know what? It happens sometimes.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Especially when it's raining cats and dogs.
0: That's right. That's right. Unanimous college loop, a day MVP, Sean Jackson. So congratulations, dude. You get absolutely nothing but props um it was uh, it was a ton of fun watching it, it, he was fun to watch to me today man like he was just he was fun like sometimes we forget we get bogged down and like oh like this guy's you know he's electric on the edge but he, he lacks in this and that and xyz we're looking at x and x's and o's we forget that like football's just fun and that's why we're like addicted to it like he was just fun today so like let's 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 not leave leave that out and, and a cool fun little stat line so thir- like i said 77 yards on 13 touches so sean jackson big props to you Let's pivot. We got some big news, Dylan. And uh, actually, before I get into that big news, let's talk about Auburn timing. Talk about just Auburn being Auburn. Uh, finding out that Wes Flanagan was was leaving uh, for for Ole Miss in, in, in the middle of the Frank Thomas statue unveiling was nothing short of of Auburn poetry. <laughs>
1: I, it, that's Auburn being Auburn at that point. I mean, we were there in Pearlville whenever the Derek Basin news got broken. And you can't really react to it because you're – you're eight hours deep in freezing cold weather. Exactly. All you smell is BO, and you're like, oh, Derek Mason left for Oklahoma State. Uh, okay. Uh, when, when, when can we get into the arena?
0: Yeah, literally, yeah. It was
1: kind of like that. It was like, oh, uh, Wes Flanagan left. Okay. Uh. Well, Frank Thomas has walked to the room.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to react to this right now. <laughs> Which, side note, um, and this wasn't on the script, and we're going to talk Auburn baseball independently here in a minute, Dylan. But man, what an awesome tribute to Frank Thomas, man! Um, I, I mean, Auburn did that one right, and 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 the the, the tributes that you got from Hal Baird and 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 from, from John Cohen, and and I thought John Cohen's speech was 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 fun. And he, I'm the only, I feel confident saying I'm the only, I'm the only guy here that played against Frank Thomas. Uh, that that was fun, and 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 Hal Baird with some off color comments. Uh, that was <laughs> some some. Interesting quotes there, but
1: hope that doesn't get what, released to the NCAA public anytime soon.
0: <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. Unfortunately, there were so many new media outlets there, uh, but what a, what an awesome tribute and, and a fun opportunity. Um, huge huge shout out to George Nunnelly and in the Auburn baseball program for getting us hooked up and credentialed for that. Because man, um, I wouldn't have wanted to miss that. And I know it was open to the public, but it was a really cool opportunity for us. And uh, I mean, Frank just just a good guy, and uh, his his youngest son's got the sweetest mullet I've ever seen. So that's just just want to throw that out there. Future Auburn
1: Tiger. That's
0: right. That's right. Future Auburn Tiger. Um. Yes. Yeah. Frank the That being said, uh, that 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 was fun. While all this was going on, we find out that West Flanagan is is headed to Ole Miss, and it it was a bit of a remote, emotional roller coaster for people um through through throughout the day for Auburn basketball. You find out that West Flanagan's heading to Ole Miss, and then you find out Denver Jones has committed to Auburn officially, which we kind of. I've been hinting at on this show for like a week and a half now. Um, and we've known for a while, but like we could not say. Um, so the secret's out. Um, yes, uh, we, we we have known that Denver Jones was an Auburn Tiger for a, for a hot minute. Uh, but yeah, he that's going to be an awesome addition. I want to lead in with this on the general conversation. We'll start with Wes, then we'll transition over to Denver Jones. Dylan, everything that happened to Auburn basketball today was good. And uh, that, that's, that's, that was my whole key. And then I was going to tell you my, my lead in here. Every part of this, everything that I just said is good. I'm going to get clipped for that. People are going to come at me and say that I've got no appreciation for Wes Flanagan, whatever whatever you, you want to say. Wes Flanagan has been an incredible contributor to the Auburn basketball program, dating back to his time playing at Auburn. I don't want anybody to lose sight of that. Wes Flanagan has been instrumental and 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 returning Auburn on the national stage in, bas- in in basketball. I mean, Bruce Pearl has been the leader of that ship. But what, let's not forget. I mean, the recruiting work that West Flanagan did, namely on Isaac, Isaac Okoro, and and Sharif Cooper, and guys like that. It's been impressive. There does come a time where it's time, and and it's time to shake up that staff. And and this basketball program is going to be damn near unrecognizable in the fall, and, and that's good. That's good. Sometimes it, the grass is greener on the other side. Uh, and, and, that, and that's okay. And, and, and it starts with Wes Flanagan's departure. I'm not sure what that means for Allen. We've heard no word. I think he's gone regardless. <laughs> I don't I don't think it would have mattered if Allen, or excuse me, if Wes would have stayed on staff or not. That's another one of those things that you and I have kind of known for a while. And um, this is not just me spewing out BS. We really have had lots of conversations about Wes Flanagan leaving Auburn. He's not the last leave that staff either um it's it, this is not over and done with this this is going to be a mad scramble it's going to be fun to see him at Ole Miss um I, I, I it is it's going to be fun to see him under this uh, under under a new regime over at Ole Miss mm. that being said Dylan I think that this is for the best you correct me if I'm wrong bring new faces in and and this opens up an opportunity for a certain former Auburn basketball player should he want to join the staff and should Bruce want him to come and return home on the planes. Your thoughts?
1: I mean, it'd be huge. You replace West Flanagan with KT Harrell. Uh, I, I mean, the players would love it. The students would love it. The fans would love it.
0: <laughs> the recruits would love it.
1: Kruits would love it. And we talked about it a lot. Uh, going into the season, I, a lot of games were disappointing to watch. Like, we didn't expect a whole lot from this team. I don't want to say we expected, you know, the Sweet 16s. Uh, we would have loved it if it happened. But we talked about, it in, I believe, early February, where a few of the games, it just looked like Auburn just didn't have the coaching to, and we know we know what BP is capable of, uh, and I think that kind of it doesn't reflect well on the the rest of the staff, and I, I think you do kind of need a shakeup. Uh, it's like in football, you could have a great head coach, but if your coordinator is not implementing any kind of good schemes, you gotta let him go. Uh, and we've seen it happen at the best of the best. Bama does it year in and year out with their coordinates. Let's remember West didn't get fired. He get fired. He left. He left,, uh, which and sometimes uh, you nicer way of doing it is like, hey, can you take the other job? We've seen it, Nick Saban does it all the time. He did with Bill O'Brien this past off season. It's like, hey, we want we want to bring in some new new faces. If you get a job offer, take it. Why not? Uh but yeah, I think it's I think it's a good move, you know especially bringing KT Harrell Katie to replace him. But I mean I think it just benefits the new look for Auburn. Uh new guard play is coming in. And uh with Denver see Jones. There. Yeah, uh you bring in a tall guard, you know, tall guard, tall guard, tall guard. It's a thing. <laughs> Six foot four, averaged twenty point one points last year. New look for Auburn. Auburn hasn't had a guard this tall since uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dylan. All right. So it's the offseason and we're talking Auburn basketball. So that means only one thing. Yeah. I'm sunshine pumping with zero consequences. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are zero repercussions. Dylan has, for those of you watching, not watching the YouTube version, Dylan has exited the screen. <laughs> he mentioned Denver Jones, FIU transfer, six foot four. A year ago. Twenty point one points per game, three point eight rebounds per game, 2.0 assists per game, and shooting forty seven point eight percent from the field, shooting thirty seven point one percent from three. Okay, guys. In the past week, we've known we've we've now seen Wendell Green Jr. leave. We know why. We knew why. Then let's be honest. Uh, Aiden Holloway is here. Trey Donaldson and, 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 and Denver Jones are going to be in this backcourt. Guys, folks, <laughs> this is exciting. This is this is good news. And and Bruce is so far from done in the transfer portal. A lot of people are talking about how this is going to be a two-year rebuild and this 2024 class is nuts and that 2024 class is not done. I'm just putting that out there. Yeah, d- scary. Scary good. Peyton Marshall. <laughs> Guys. This if this team can shoot and play defense the way that they did last year, you're opening up another uh, scholarship spot. Stretch, stretch. Akinbola leaving confirmed. We've we've learned that. Um, he said that publicly this past week. We had heard for a minute that maybe he was going to stay and keep using that scholarship spot. That one's open, and you'd have to donate one to the NCAA for the last time this year. So we're we're moving forward on that front, and that's good. You're out of the woods and going into that 24 class, which is so money I can't even begin to explain. Um, I'm I'm going to go and tell you right now that 2024, 2025 team is going to make a run. I think this 23, 24 team is going to be built so much better uh, and, and more well-rounded doing. And, and then that's the way the roster construction straight shaking out right now. I mean, that's just calling a spade a spade. We don't know what Jalen Williams is going to do. We, we've not, we've not heard word on that. Um sounds like Lior Berman's coming back. A little, little extra year action for the Bermanator. And, and, and there's your kind of three and D kind of guy. If you can work in that defensive uh, capacity, Trey Donaldson, man, I'm really interested to see his offseason development. That kid can play ball. That he he's just a gamer. He's Joe, and we learned that in March. He's a gamer. You pair him with Denver Jones. Man, this team is. I'm not trying to get people overhyped, but yeah, let's 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 barn. Let's let's boog for a second here and 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 let's let's do the damn thing. <laughs> because it's exciting. I mean, it, this, is, this is a good thing for Auburn basketball. I mean, obviously, whenever you pick up a highly sought-after transfer that also had – who trolled Alabama, by the way, which is absolutely hilarious. People aren't talking enough about the fact that Alabama made his top six and he was already pretty much committed to Auburn. Um, that's really, really funny. Already a great culture fit. Also, I can't wait to see, like, deep-fried, like, cities of Denver after Auburn beats people because that's going to be beautiful. We are definitely 100 without, beyond a shadow of a doubt, starting a Auburn basketball meme series here, where I'm just going to throw them up and screen share on the on the on on the on the broadcast uh, on the shows this fall. Because oh my god, you guys are geniuses. <laughs> that being <laughs> said,
1: we're Denver Jones. We have a Denver Bryant. Um...
0: Dude, I, the Denver and Denver. Like honestly, like the sit, visit Denver should sponsor Auburn athletics.
1: I, me I, I, we said this. Auburn is like the is the capital of Denver.
0: That's so facts. You're you're just <laughs> no. not. You're no simply
1: other, no other. Uh, Auburn is the Denver capital of the world, if you will.
0: <laughs> you are simply just correct, sir. I will have
1: another I, point about Denver Jones. If you had told me that going into next football season, next basketball season, that my hype towards the season and the performance of both offenses would be based on a transfer from Florida International University, I would have not believed you. We get. And Denver Jones in the same offseason-ish uh between the between the seasons if you will
0: <laughs> so in, in other words what you're saying is you're now a partially an FIU fan
1: uh yes I will be buying a hat very soon and you know, recruiting all of their good players to, hey father Fairweather Denver Jones are coming over here why don't you know
0: listen I'm I'm not to sound like a Barner here but I I I, I just think you are in the right school of thought right now I think, that, <laughs> I, think that, I think that I think that you're in the right school of thought you were talking about Denver's and Denver's. Let's talk about the other Denver for a second. Let's talk about Auburn softball and, and 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 keep moving forward as we continue to talk Auburn athletics right here on the college loop. Before we keep moving forward, I do want to before, – before we move away from men's basketball, I do want to send a big shout-out to Brendan McLaughlin, winner of the NCAA bracket challenge right here on the college loop. We're going to hit you up this week. I've got your number, so we're good. Like, I can find you. Hopefully, you respond in a timely manner. I know how Brendan McLaughlin functions. Um, great guy. Dude is incredibly good at being late at things. Um, but we will we will hook you up with one of those sweet auburn hats you informed us that you were in new jersey and could not use the tickets so we're bummed out about that but congratulations all of you guys that competed we had a lot of good brackets like on, in, in, in a crazy you're a good bra- good brackets so thank you guys so much for competing in that we will definitely have some more challenges coming up here on the college loop soon working on a couple of concepts that we will see how that works out through the season, might dip into a little bit of pros and, and do some Auburn alumni picks and, and see see what that shapes out like to so kind of come up with our little fantasy system, which would be super fun if you guys are down. Um, so something that I've kind of been working on in my head Canon And before we move over to Auburn Softball, if you're listening on the, the YouTube version, make sure you like, subscribe, and ring the bell. Comment below your favorite Auburn basketball transfer target. Want to hear it? Absolutely, want to talk about transfer targets this week, and also your MVP of a day. So let's move forward. Let's talk Auburn softball, who fell to Florida in terms of dropping the series two to one, but finished strong on Saturday. Dylan, you got to watch a Bree bomb live in Jordan Hare Stadium, which might be the most barn statement I've said all day. And uh, Bree was loving it on Twitter, and the Ellis family uh, always uh, friends of the program, and, and always a, a trip but they were having a fun weekend. So talk to me a little bit about Auburn softball and their triumphant bounce back win at the end of this series. Yeah, it, it was a good
1: win on Sunday. It's always good to have a shutout, but it, it's probably better to win the series. Uh, but Florida's a good team. Uh, and They're the 18th ranked team in the country for no reason. Auburn's 23. There's a reason why all the outlets are voting them over Auburn. Uh, it showed, but... Honestly it looks like Auburn and Florida are pretty much on the same level on the same wavelength. I mean day Thursday the game was 3-2 in uh Florida's favor and then day two six three uh in their favor as well and uh I believe day 2 was kind of the uh, we're pitching I just kind of fell off and that's what happens whenever you don't have Maddie Penta pitching for uh two days in a row and you. After day one, if you didn't watch day one, let's uh, just say that Maddie Penta pitched around 130-ish pitches, which if you don't know uh, softball, that's a lot. That is a that is a lot Perfect. of pitches. And uh, after that, Shelby Low came in, and I just don't think Shelby was like in the right headspace because immediately uh, it was in the eighth inning when she came in, uh, and you know it's a really tough spot to come in, and I don't think in she extras- was- had extras, uh, and Shelby just wasn't in my headspace, and Auburn lost that one. Uh, day two, bats weren't there for Auburn. Day three, it came out of nowhere. <laughs> they just weren't. Why not? It's just like, why not? Uh, it's the most Auburn thing to happen. Uh, wait till you lose the series, and then all of a sudden, the bats start hitting the ball. Uh, and we get to see a brie bomb, which uh, second week in a row, we got to see one in a series. And uh, they're starting to become a little bit more common again uh, after a little rough stretch for uh, Miss Brie Ellis.
0: Well, Dylan, that's also a a combination of factors uh, between you had an outstanding freshman year. uh, No one wants to pitch to you, (laughs) they're not, they're trying not to. And also, you've got some data on on, on just someone who is just abnormally good at this game. And uh, you're learning how to pitch to someone like that. And, and and you've got more data on uh, pitching around her. We're, we're, we're still not talking enough about the fact that it's not as much as her struggling at the plate. There's nothing broken about her swing as much as it is that people just simply don't want to throw her pitches to hit. And I'll be I'll be honest, I would not want to throw her pitches to hit if I'm an opposing pitcher either. Oh, no, um, no, I also no. would not want to step in the circle with her swinging. So uh, there's also just that inherently. Yeah. And it's not uh,
1: with her either that was going through a little rough patch. I mean, that the entire team was going through a rough patch yeah. last week. Uh but you know you gotta bring up the home runs, Uh Neil, you, it She you can hit just as hard as Bree. At yeah. Sometimes this whole team can hit. Uh, whether or not they can on any given day is the question. Sure. You can see me and my new little softball hat uh, talking softball. Auburn uh, his new
0: and for, Dylan his new Auburn softball drip.
1: Yeah, a little softball drip that I got for a very very good deal. But yeah, I mean overall, uh, Maddie pinto's her. Uh, oh yeah. She got a loss on on uh, on Thursday, but I mean, the game was three two. It was a pitching it was a pitching duel
0: through and through. Maddie Pinta is otherworldly good. Oh yeah, I mean it. It is baffling how no one has figured out how to hit her because I don't think you can. I don't. I don't. I I went to. I was fortunate enough to call Mercer softball versus Georgia Tech on ESPN Plus last week, and 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 actually, I'm fortunate enough to be on the hot seat for that. Um, going forward, being a being a hot uh, a hot seat step in. I've just after watching Maddie Penta pitch, like watching anybody else's it just sucks. Like <laughs> like in- inherently because her control and velocity, uh, being able to combine those things, uh, it's it's impossible to hit her, and she's not going anywhere. So like R.I.P. As SEC hitters for the foreseeable future if you're if you're facing Maddie Penta.
1: I will say, uh, my girlfriend Lauren is currently writing up some kind of. Uh, proposal to get a Brie Ellis and Maddie Penta statue somewhere around JMB. She's working on that as we speak. <laughs> uh,
0: there might be one or two, specifically one softball player that comes to mind. Uh, that oh, might, yeah, yeah, that might be, that might but be in line first.
1: She's she's a baby in her softball fan stage, so she's only ever, she only knows about Brie Ellis hitting bomb after bomb and Maddie Penta.
0: Well, I mean, those things are both just inherently true. So, yeah.
1: Let's
0: well, sorry, whole- but, I'm, so, I'm sorry to cut you off, Dill. I, I, I was, I was going to keep I was rolling. Saying, let's get the whole
1: team. Why not? Just Everyone gets a statue.
0: You know what? Down. Super down. For every team. Why not? Let's just rock with it. Just kidding. So.
1: Rush on each, uh, each stadium.
0: That's awesome, actually. That'd be so funny. All right. <laughs> let's pivot over to the other side of the Diamond Sports here in Auburn, Alabama. And Auburn, the, where Butch Thompson and the boys uh, dropped a series 2-1 to to the visiting Texas A&M Aggies. Auburn's under the danger zone. Um, this pitching rotation is just not particularly good, uh, and and I, I was speaking with uh, with Jacob Hillman uh, on on Friday night, and and Hillman always being kind of brutally honest about, about things, uh, he, he brought up a good perspective. This is very reminiscent of that COVID season in twenty twenty, where where Auburn just was not incredibly, I mean, they just weren't good. And but you had young guys that you might recognize some names. I mean, like Berkerhalter comes to mind. Uh, like <laughs> Carson Skipper comes to mind. like the guys that came into their own and became MLB pitchers and 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 it's a lot of youth. The bats are are fine. They're consistently inconsistent pitching. the The bats are are putting up enough runs every game to win it, 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 in large it's it's not really the offense as much as it is this pitching rotation is just not healthy for one. You don't have Jogo. Uh, and, and, and for two, like you just, you're, you're just young and, and, and there's really no clear identity for this pitching rotation and, and, and you just kind of got to get right when you're midweeks and move forward. But unfortunately they've got to play Georgia tech on Tuesday. So I don't, I don't really know how that shakes out. And we'll have a full breakdown on that on the, on the, uh, Tuesday show, but Dylan, your, your thoughts on where Auburn baseball stands right now, uh, you got to win 10 games to make the post uh, 10 SEC games, to make the postseason. They've won four. <laughs>
1: Uh well, going through the rest of the season, we get L- you got Bama, South Carolina, who is on a tear right now, uh, Mississippi State, LSU, who yeah number one team in the country at Ole Miss, and Missouri to wrap up the season. I, I think you can muster six more wins out of those. You know maybe okay. Mississippi, Mississippi State's not fairly good. Uh, Mississippi
0: State's kind of figured stuff out though. That's the problem. That's yeah, what's that's the
1: problem. Uh, but. Uh, maybe Jogo is going under some, uh, new stuff. Maybe Frank Thomas passed him some (laughs) new genics help out with the shoulder. Uh, because right now Auburn is in a, you know, maybe Jogo with the hurt arm maybe could help us out (laughs) because, uh, Will Cannon, he did very well, uh, up to a certain point, uh, on the game he started. Uh, and honestly, these pitchers, from what I see, you kind of want your pitcher to go a little bit further in the game, but Auburn's pitchers are a little young and not really seasoned in their arm strength, so they're, you know, we got to start pulling guys in the third, fourth inning.
0: Let me let me tell you for a second here, and I'm sorry I had a little yawn going on. Like I said, this is College Loop After Dark. Poor um, Drew Nelson. I mean, people aren't talking enough about that poor kid. Um, he's getting thrown in, and I have no other words than the shittiest situations <laughs> that I have ever seen. This man's been uh, it down by ten. Yeah, I mean it's 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 rough. It's one of those where you you get in and you got like you're down four or five runs and you got guys on the corners with one out. <laughs> what the hell am I supposed to do with this? What <laughs> of what are those situations? And and Drew's not pitched bad. He really hasn't. No, that's and, the bad part. Yeah, that's the that's the that's the unfortunate part of it. And the unfortunate part is I, Chase also has got a little bit of the yips right now. He just doesn't have his stuff. And and we know he can have his stuff. And, and, and you're waiting for that to roll around and, and maybe that's just not in the cards in 2023. I went on record a, a few weeks ago on the, on the, on this podcast, on, on the college loop and said, I think Auburn baseball may be bad this year. I, I I'd like to, to, I guess, modify my statement and, and say, I think that they were, that they're just young. And, 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 and you know what, maybe they have some late season magic in them. We've seen it happen before. Never count out a Butch Thompson team. You can't um, because, because that's right. When you count them out is when they sweep back to back sec series and clinch a postseason berth. But it's it's I think the timing's just not right for Auburn baseball right now. And and we will see how that goes. Like I said, we'll have a breakdown on the Georgia Tech midweek that they will have, which is not a cakewalk. They played extra innings with Georgia Tech earlier in the year. And we will see how that shakes out. As we move forward, talking more about Auburn athletics, we'll have a full breakdown on Darion Goborn and her trek to Nationals. Um, on Tuesday, on the Tuesday show, we'll have Daniel Lock back, and he will give his breakdown on Darion's um, outlook going toward the end of the season. We also found out this weekend, Cassie Stevens! with a COVID year. So she's returning for Auburn gymnastics. Very, very exciting news for fans of the orange and blue, especially after the departure of Sunisha Lee. It's going to be imperative that you have some of that veteran leadership returning, and goodness do we know that Cassie brings that to the table. So very, very excited to have her back on the planes in 2023 to 2024. On top of that, on Tuesday, we'll be talking a little bit about Auburn volleyball and so that's, that's return and maybe talk a little bit about soccer, trying to incorporate everything. If there's something you guys want to hear, make sure you drop it in the comments or tweet at us at the college loop. That being said, Dylan, oh my gosh, I could fall asleep right now. Holding this mic standing up. I am exhausted. Um, it has been a day. I woke up this morning at 8 a.m. in Auburn, Alabama. It is 1230 p.m. Eastern time. And I am in Atlanta, Georgia. And I believe you're in LaGrange. Yes, I am. Yeah. So we've, we've, uh, we've done the, we've done the dang thing today. And it's been nothing short of a privilege My voice is about to completely go out. Thank you guys so much for listening to the college loop for our new listeners. Welcome to the loop. We are super, super excited to have you guys. Um, Tell your friends about us. Tell your mom, your dad, your weird next door neighbor that cuts his grass four times a week in the summer. We've all got one. We know we all have one. It's true. And uh, thank you guys so much for supporting us on on this journey. We're having a ton of fun. Happy Easter to everybody. He is risen. We really appreciate you guys and hope you guys are spending time with your family. Enjoy the Easter egg hunts. I will probably have a chocolate bunny tummy ache later. Um, I'll be a tummy ache survivor um, this evening. So y'all check in on me as as we get closer to uh, returning back to our day-to-day lives on Monday. I'm Harrison Tar I buy Harrison Tarr on Twitter. If you want to find out any, check out any of my written work, that's at the Auburn Daily, TheAuburnDaily.com. You can check them out across all social media platforms, whether that be Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, the whole nine. You can get all of our content, written content there. Dude, we've got dogs over there, man. We got some dogs at The Auburn Daily. So make sure you check that out. Uh, if you want to find out more of my podcasting work, that is on The Auburn Daily Show every Wednesday and Friday, Wednesday with Dylan Lark. Friday with the legendary Lindsey Crosby. If you want to listen to me do some play by play call, I'm on the color commentating for Mercer Mercer Baseball. Excuse me, this weekend as they take on ETSU on Friday and Saturday. That'll be on ESPN Plus at 7 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Eastern Saturday, um, respectively. So very excited for that. All, All the rest of my work is right here on the College Loop every Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday, unless we feel like we need to react to something else. So who really knows how that shakes out? Thank you guys so much if you're listening on YouTube. Like, subscribe, ring the bell, and Dylan. If you can get this, get us out of here before I fall asleep, I will be amazed.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, I'm doing luck at your boy, The Tank, on Twitter. If you're listening, it's at YABOYTheTank. And if you're watching, it's going to be right below me right there. And catch me on the Almer Daily Show every Monday with Lance Dahl. And of course, Wednesday with the little tired boy over there. You see him, he's waving. He's looking all happy. Enjoy your Easter. Make sure to find that golden egg because it might have a little bit of money in it.
0: Dude, uh, the $5 bill. <laughs>
1: $5 bill my parents were cheap it was a dollar
0: <laughs> <laughs> i got a quarter i got a rock
1: <laughs> but yeah follow the cards loop if you want to listen to us you got spotify you got podcast google podcast amazon music and of course you can watch us on youtube as well social media you got us on instagram twitter tiktok and facebook and youtube shorts car you gotta say something
0: yeah it was just, do we have any of those swag bags left
1: uh we got like i think five
0: all right, perfect. Whoever guesses the closest score to the midweek softball game against Troy uh, will get a swag bag.
1: Sick. But, sadly, you cannot DM us on MySpace because we don't have that quite You yet. can't
0: send us your 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 address on MySpace.
1: <laughs> and with all that being said, this has been the College of the Podcast.